from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I don't know if there's been uh, a leer in this country that was told from the point of view of people of color. But he's had 15 more years to marinate on some of the existential questions that King Lear asked about legacy, about mental health, about homelessness. Um, And the difference between who they are and who they thought they were. I'm Sarah Fenske. William Shakespeare wrote at least 17 comedies, but King Lear could hardly be further from them. The Bard's most devastating play grapples with old age, insanity, and the difficulty of parenting manipulative children. And for an actor, it offers the opportunity for a great psychic howl, a portrayal of an aging man battling a literal storm, as actors from Laurence Olivier to James Earl Jones have demonstrated in the title role. And that is James Earl Jones in the 1974 production of King Lear, mounted in Central Park by the New York Shakespeare Festival. And now, Emmy Award winner and Tony Award winner Andre DeShields fills those sizable shoes in a new production that opens in Forest Park this Friday. And joining us today to tell us about it is Tom Ridgely. He's the producing artistic director of St. Louis Shakespeare Festival. Tom, welcome back. Thanks, Sarah. Great to be here. So, Tom, as as people could probably tell from that excerpt there, uh, King Lear is not for the faint of heart. What made it right for the year 2021 for you? Well, it's a play about what happens when our relationships break down and when we're cut off from the people that are closest to us, our friends, our family, uh, our communities. And obviously that's what we've all been through in our own ways over the last 15 months. And it's, uh, it's it, it, so it, it just shows us what the toll of that is. So you feel like this is the perfect play for 2021. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, so not only do you have the perfect play, you have Andre DeShields. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a big star to mm-hmm. land for this. Were you able to get him in part because so much other theater is still shut down? I'm sure that was a big part of it. But Andre's a man of the theater and actors love to return to their roots. And it's a role that Andre tackled about 15 years ago when he was 60. And he just felt like there was more to explore. And he'd been waiting for an opportunity to do it again. And so, yeah, schedules did align. But also this was something that he'd had on his his sort of bucket list. So we were able to talk earlier today, actually, to Carl Cofield. He's the Associate Artistic Director of Classical Theater of Harlem. And he is the director of St. Louis Shakespeare Festival's production of King Lear. And we wanted to talk to him about Andre. And and yes, that previous uh, performance Andre had done in this role and a bunch of other things. So I asked Carl about his thinking on casting entirely actors of color in this King Lear. And here's what he said. It was important for me to have a a company made up of people of color. You know, it's no, um, we're we're living in a global reckoning, but we're talking about equity 
diversity and inclusion. And there's a great article uh, called We See You White America about, you know, uh, equity in theater. And for me, when I reimagine classic stories, um, one of the great myths of, of Shakespeare is that it, it can play anywhere. You can put it on the moon, you could put it underwater, and if you're dramaturgically sound, the, the themes will still resonate. So in this production, I wanted to test that theory. So My King Lear is set in a northern African country in the future. So it was important for me to uh, put people of color in the forefront and not on the peripheral, which is sometimes the case in Shakespeare. You can be in Hamlet, but you can be Laertes or, uh, you know, Horatio or, or someone else, but you're normally not going to be Hamlet. So it was important for me to uh, explore and interrogate King Lear through a multicultural lens. And so how does that lens change our understanding of this classic tragedy? I think it doesn't, really. I mean, and that's not a glib answer. But I honestly believe that the personal familial drama that is King Lear plays out just the same. I just think it's more inviting to an audience who might not be used to seeing it through this multicultural lens. And that's exciting because other themes might jump out to you when you have um, people of color saying these lines. Hmm. So does that sort of put the family story front and center as opposed to the political story? Yeah, I've always approached this production through the lens of it's a family drama set on a political landscape. Uh, Obviously, the dysfunction of the family breaks down in act one, scene one, it's Mm -hmm. front and center. And then over the course of that, it unravels on this massive political uh, uh, war that is the backdrop that is slowly making its way to the forefront. Um, So that's a a great question. I I approach it through the lens of a familial drama unfolding in front of the uh, audience's eyes. And so you have at the center of this drama, this is King Lear played by Andre DeShields. He's such a wonderful actor. It was interesting to read. He played this role 15 years ago at the Classical Theater of Harlem. That's where you're an associate artistic director. Did the performance there at your theater, did that leave a lasting impression? You know, um, Andre did the role before I was a part of the organization, but I'm here to tell you people still remember it. People still talk about it. Um, so, you know, it's, a, it's Andre the Shields is a treasure. Uh, you know, there's very few actors who obviously have the resume of Andre the Shields, but who have the ability and the appetite to still want to climb the Mount Everest of King Lear. And Andre does it with such grace and such dignity and such majesty that uh, it's, a, it's a true pleasure to collaborate with him. And I think if I don't want to speak for him but I think he's approached it through a different lens. You know, 15 years ago, obviously he's a younger man Mm -hmm. doing the role, but he's had 15 more years to marinate on some of the existential questions that King Lear asks about legacy, about mental health, about homelessness. So he's had 15 more years to ruminate on these uh, really massive themes and massive issues. And, you know, when we began talks about possibly collaborating, you know, we, we went through all of these things. And as black men, I think we have a shared common vocabulary about um, certain of the issues and certain issues, you know, we, we varied on. But it was great for him to reapproach the work, having had 
15 more years to think about it because it's, you know, one of the roles that, you know, a lot of people want two or three cracks at, uh, uh, you know, chances to reinvestigate it with a little more time. So he first did it when he was 60. He's doing it now at 75. Do you think there's going to be a third crack at this role in his future? Well, if I have anything to do with it, there would be. Um, you know, it, one never knows. You know, we are fortunate to be in a moment right now where we're welcoming live theater back, right? Had you told me, you know, 18 months ago that theater would be shut down for a year, um, that window might have closed for some actors to do these great roles. So for us to be in the, the present moment where Andre was available and willing to do the role and then to have the opportunity, the venue, the theater, St. Louis Shakespeare Festival to, to give us the platform to do it is truly incredible. And, I, and you know, I don't take that for granted. Um, we have a privilege of making theater. Um, and so, you know, you have to seize the moments when they're here. So if the future, you know, would permit for a, a third, that would be incredible. But if not, you know, we're going to make the most of this opportunity and, and really tell our King Lear, which I venture to say is probably unlike any Lear most people, most of your listeners have ever seen. And that is Carl Cofield. He's the Associate Artistic Director of Classical Theater of Harlem and the Director of St. Louis Shakespeare Festival's production of King Lear. He spoke with me earlier today. I'm here now live with Tom Ridgely, the Producing Artistic Director of St. Louis Shakespeare Festival. Carl promises that this is unlike any Lear we've ever seen before. Is that in part because of almost that Afro-futuristic setting that he talks about? I think that's a big part of it. I don't know in, you know, other than perhaps the the classical theater of Harlem's production 15 years ago. I don't know if there's been uh, a Lear in this country that was told from the point of view of people of color. Mm. And so it's it's both Carl's directorial vision of where he's setting it, that sort of Afro-futurist take that you mentioned, and it's also the company itself, uh, both, both the cast and the creative team uh, being comprised of, of people of color. That just is a totally different perspective than, than we've ever had before. So this North African country in the future mm -hmm. where Carl has, has set this production, how is that suggested by the production without just devolving into being so over the top or, or getting kitschy? Well, I mean, one of the uh, Carl's great gifts is attracting extremely talented people to his projects. And our costume designer, Wilson Chin, and uh, I'm sorry, our scenic designer, Wilson, and our costume designer, Mika, have created a visual world that, that, that locates you uh, exactly in that place of, of, a near Afri uh, of a near future African nation, um, because that's what their job is. And so you, 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 even before the show begins, um, you're, you're seeing it and you're hearing it. You know, I think one of the most exciting things about this production is the music and the sound that goes along with it. And, and it just puts you right there. Hmm. So you'd mentioned that this to you is, is a really good play for this moment that we're in because it's about so many things disintegrating and, and us being alone. Um, and there's, I think, the, the great debate about King Lear is whether it's ultimately a completely nihilistic play or whether there's some hope there. What do you think? Where does this production fall? I think there's an enormous amount of hope in this play. I mean, obviously it's a tragedy, so it, you know there's there's death, but that's first of all an inescapable part of life, and 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 the more we try to run from that, the more problems we create for ourselves, and that's one of Lear's th 
struggles is, uh, you know, trying to hold on while letting go. But uh, it's shot through with a kind of, of, of earthly grace. People are constantly asking for and receiving forgiveness. Uh, Lear and Gloucester have enormous revelations about who they are um, and the difference between who they are and who they thought they were mm-hmm. or who they are and who they want to be. So uh, that to me is very hopeful that we can, at, you know, at any stage of life that we can, we, we can still learn and still improve and still understand and still connect in deeper ways. So I, I think there's a lot there to take away that's hopeful. So there's some hope in this tragedy. Mm. There's also hope in the very fact of theater returning. I know I'm so excited about this. I know you're excited about it. You committed to this production back when you were not sure if there'd be a third wave of the pandemic. There has not been a third wave um, here in this country. Were you intent on this show going on no matter what? Well, certainly not no matter what, but we just hoped that it would work out, and it did, so thank goodness. Um, but obviously, at every step of the way, we've had to you know, put health and safety first, and so we're just lucky in a way that, that it timed out for us. You know, This is when we always do Shakespeare in the Park, right after Memorial Day weekend, and, and lo and behold, here things, you know, COVID really does seem to be on the run. That's obviously not gone yet, and so, so we're still being cautious in everything that we're doing, but we're, we're, we're grateful that, you know, that we're, we get to be one of the first shows, maybe the first major production that's out of the gate. Besides our, our our friends here at the Rep, that's right. Uh, there there are a few here and there, but this is certainly a big deal. And you know, when you guys released the reserved pods that people could get for this, I was personally shocked and horrified at how quickly they went. I mean, people just snapped those up. Were you gratified to see that? Yeah, we always are happy when people want what we have to offer. And obviously, we hoped that there would be an appetite for, you know, not just live theater, but for this production of King Lear. So, yeah, it feels great. You know, we're just uh, happy to be able to provide it for folks. And, and let me tell you, last night was the first night in 15 months that, that, that I'd been in an audience for a live production. And it was just an incredible feeling, an incredible sight to see people gathering and talking and just enjoying being together. And so last night was the preview. There's another preview tonight. Is this show ready? Um, Friday, it's going to be all that you dreamed it would be. Uh, you know, you, show folk are very superstitious people. So, uh, you know, opening night is opening night. And, you know, there is a great line um, for uh, from Shakespeare in Love where a producer says that, that showbiz is a series of, I don't know, calamitous disasters on, or insurmountable obstacles on the way to certain disaster, but it all works out in the end. And so it's going to work out for I'm, this King Lear. I'm sure it will work out, yes. So in our final, oh, I don't know, 30 seconds here, you made a great case for the hope that is in this production of King Lear. Um, why, if people are feeling like, I don't know if I'm down for a tragedy, uh, why would you encourage them to go out to Forest Park for this? Well, because the thing that we've been missing over the last year and change hasn't just been entertainment. It hasn't just been stories. Uh, we've been able to enjoy a lot of those, actually. It's it's being able to enjoy them with other people. You, you know, there's a difference between watching something on a screen and being in a space with other people, hearing their reactions, um, you know, just feeling the air vibrated uh, in together. So uh, it's the sense of community, the sense of gathering, the sense of togetherness that um, I think is actually what we've missed most about the theater. Well, Tom Ridgely, uh, Producing Artistic Director of St. Louis Shakespeare Festival, thank you. Thank you. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. 
understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.